LOL. WTF. JK. IS. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. Do you get IS? Like, yes. it's Schmanners. Yes. Like, if it's Schmanners was some kind of cool chat speak, mm-hmm. then it would be IS. Yeah. You get it? I get it. Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode. We're uh, sitting here. It's a little bit rainy outside. Yeah, which I am actually very grateful for. I have uh, some serious seasonal allergy trouble mm-hmm. going Indeed. on. And the rain really helps. The moisture attaches to the pollen uh-huh. and pulls the pollen down to the ground with, with the raindrop. And smothers it. Well, no. I mean, it goes on the ground instead oh, okay. of up my nose. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. This isn't, what, this isn't Bill Nye. This <laughs> no. is Schmanners. It sure is. We're talking about group chats. Um, I wanted to go down memory lane just a little bit. Okay. With the group chat. I did not really start with a group chat until I got an iPhone. You never did, like, was there... Was there group chat capabilities in AOL and IM? There was, but I was not permitted to enter a chat room. I was allowed to do instant messaging, but you could only have two people, right? Yeah. Now, I I think it is important for clarity's sake. Mm-hmm. I do not think about a chat room as a group chat. Oh, really? And there's, a, a, for me, and maybe this is a... Um... It's an important step in the history of group chat. Oh, oh definitely. Definitely okay, it is okay. an evolution to it. But yes. when I hear group chat, for me, it has more of a specific of these are people pre-existing in the group who now we have built a chat specifically for us to talk about it. Oh, where like I... joining a channel on a CB radio. Yes, sort of. no. The opposite. No, the because opposite. Because with a chat room, right, or something like that, it's it's a online community of people, or it's a, something, a community of people, right, for sure. But the thing that connects them all is that chat, right, as opposed to me and my friends are working on this assignment for school, and so to stay in contact with it, we will create a chat to discuss it, and that is our group chat for that project. Mm. So we were already connected beforehand. We are not strangers coming together. Okay. We share a connection, and so we have built this chat to quickly share messages betwixt each other instead of having to relay them to everybody one by one. Man, you know what? Group chat would have been awesome to have for group projects in school. I mean, that's what a lot of people use them for now, not just school either, like work. Yeah. I mean, if you are like on a committee, right, people use it for that all the time. It's not just memes. No, a lot of it is memes. Um, well, I didn't get a cell phone until my second year of college. Yeah, and um, you didn't get a good cell phone until your second year of dating me. That's true. I I had a flip phone. No, I had a slide. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, I remember it too. 
but I believe you kept saying, why would I need a smartphone? I said, countless reasons. It is <laughs> one of the greatest advances in technology of the modern age, the ability to have access to every piece of information in existence wherever you are. And you're like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was fine, and now I'm ruined. Oh, uh, this is one way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that would have been great. Instead, we had to like figure out a time t- all together to like get together and like do it IRL. Well, that was. I mean, listen. Yes, in real life, yes, <laughs> you are so proud of yourself that it is a BRB. Thing. Okay, be right back, but you're still sitting here, okay? Yeah. AFK, away from keyboard. See, uh, this is the thing, as we've talked about, I'm sure we'll talk about the history here in a second, because that's what we do on the show. That is. But it is hard for, as you mentioned, like chat rooms, for example, right, for it all not to bleed together, because the the way we have communicated using technology influences each other so much. Mm -hmm. Because, like... When we talk about, like, text speech, right, AFK, LOL. Yeah. Like, these are things that like work like that you connect to cell phones right but that i also connect to like online rpgs that i connect to chat rooms that i connect to aol i am that i connect to these things right they didn't just come into existence for cell phones Mm -hmm. but i man i think about all the times that i had projects in school that like I didn't know the person's like phone number and they weren't in the phone book. So I was like, well, I guess I'll see them tomorrow. It's cool. Uh, before we start on the historical portion, I would like to thank our friend Maeve for emailing in this suggestion. Yeah. Thank you, Maeve. I want to know, you're on some, are there any group chats that are especially close to your heart right now that you're on? Oh, well, I have I have two group chats always running at this point. I have the Muslim Slams. Yeah, with you and Rachel and Sid. Yeah, and then I have uh, my friends here in town, Maggie Lou and uh, Kelly. Yes. Uh, my Me and my friends Bob and Bradbury have a group chat that's been going for many years now uh, that we have changed the name of many times, I believe, currently. <laughs> The name of said group chat is Belushi Boys. Okay. For a long time, it was uh, Beagle Boys and then Inside Boys, and now it's Belushi Boys because we, for some reason, became very fascinated that uh, Jim Belushi had opened a well, marijuana selling uh, company, and for some reason, in like three days, each of us became aware of it at different times, and then I was like, did you see this? I'm like, then we just <laughs> talked about it a lot until the name changed. So- Let's talk about the history. Yes, yes. Back back to the topic. Way back to ancient hand. Egypt. The um, first time three people got together and talked. No. And they said, this is a group. So what we're going to talk about is instant messaging technology. Okay. Mm. And probably the first multi-user operating systems, like the compatible time-sharing system. The what? It is a... It's a computer messaging system that dates back to 1961. Um, it was created at MIT, and it allowed 30 users, up to 30 users, to log in at the same time and send messages to each other. Okay. But, like, it was, like, kind of um, you you had to be in the club. You couldn't just sign up for it. Right? Ah, so, like, old school Facebook. Kind of, Yeah. 
I um, also bet that we're using the term instant there fairly loosely, because I bet there was a slight delay. I bet there was a little bit of beeps and boops that had to happen between you hitting send and it reaching the other person. Yeah, probably. Yeah. In 1965, the system had hundreds of registered users from MIT and other New England colleges. Um, and like you said, it wasn't exactly instant. Yeah. But all it, the messages was, had to go through pneumatic tubes. It was no, no, oh, okay. no, did it? Okay. Uh, it was your great great grandfather of of AIM. You know, I'm willing to bet just uh, what with what I know about the reception of new technology. That even, so four years, right, and now there's hundreds of people on it, I bet mm -hmm. that there were countless examples of people saying, like, yeah, but why? We have phones. You can just call, like, you know that that was like, oh, 100 people? You know who's connected to the telephone? Everybody. Come on. What is this? And nobody appreciated how important it would be to GIF sharing. <laughs> Uh, the first instant online chat system was created in 1973 um, at the University of Illinois. It ran on the Plato system, which was the first generalized computer-assisted instruction system. Okay. Uh, okay. So it's one. It's like one of those gigantic box computer things, right? Um, I'm sorry, one of those giant box computers. You mean like one of those things where we think about like it takes up the entire basement? Yes. Okay. Yes. Not just like, you know, like a big. No, <laughs> not like a tower for a modem. Yeah. I'm talking about like the full room type deal. Um, this is really fun because Teresa is not the technological one of us. And I'm I'm worried that I will watch her run into a mental wall at some point in this. <laughs> but so far, doing so far, great. So far, pretty good. Um and so this is where the first online communities, this was where, like, the digital business was housed in this this Plato system. System. Okay. Um, began to pop up with email, discussion forums, multiplayer games, and chat rooms. So by the 70s, this was, like, full speed ahead, right? So n you never did chat rooms, right? No. I was, I'm a, um, a millennial, so. Okay. I remember a time before the internet, um, and so my parents were very wary. Um, we were not allowed to go into chat rooms. I was only allowed to add people that I knew their um, AIM username. So, like, I had to ask people at school, hey, what's your username? So I could add them to my And listen, you, trusted you smile list. at that now. You, you cringe at that now. Everybody did that. Yeah. That, it, was, it was the what is your number, right? Yeah. Because we didn't have phone, right? Like, ugh. Now, I, my, my family was a bit of an early adopter, I guess, when I remember, I can't remember when it happened, but I remember my uncle coming and setting up a computer for us fairly young uh, for me. And I remember going into chat rooms that were like pure, pure, pure. Like they were chat rooms that like you logged on the internet and went straight to. Like there was no World Wide Web. Mm -hmm. You know, like you just went straight to them. And the one that for some reason sticks out to me was the chat room was themed like a tavern, like a fantasy 
role play tavern. Oh. And so like you went in and like as people chatted, they were like, you know, a barbarian or like a troll or, you know, a magical, you know, a magic user. And like that was like the whole chat. And it was all in like the little like you could see, you know, the bits making the letters, the, like the squares making oh, letters. Yeah. Um so the uh, <laughs> the chat system I think you're referring to is affectionately called the Talkomatic. Um and it could accommodate five people at once, and the messages would all appear character by character as they were being typed. It was very popular among Play-Doh users, and this is where Brown and Woolley, they were the people at the University of Illinois, uh, where they created like the world's first chat room. Okay. So then by the 1980s, chat rooms were flourishing because of Dialcom. So Dialcom was in 1979, and then in 1989, they were using uh, Broadcast, which is a Mac extension. Right. I don't know why I said right. I didn't know that before. <laughs> you t- I don't know why I was trying to act like I knew that. I didn't know that. So in the beginning, these computer systems were pretty only much available on college campuses. Yes. Much like Facebook. Yeah, I, I don't know if everybody remembers this. Facebook, you used to not be able to uh, create an account unless, one, you had a college-based email account, mm-hmm. and two, your college was, like, doing it. it like, right. your college was involved in Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the first dedicated online chat surface, service that was widely available to the public was uh, the CompuServe CB Simulator in 1980. Okay. Uh, so the idea was, like like I said earlier, like it would work like a CB radio where you would have your username or your handle and you'd type your message through the computer instead of speaking it in your car radio. Do you understand? Yeah. You know, I was about to say that I think that this generation won't have the memory of like perfectly crafting their AOL instant messenger name. <laughs> but then I remember that Twitter exists and Tumblr exists and Reddit exists and everything exists. And Instagram and and TikTok, they've definitely spent some time crafting the perfect username. I don't know what I was thinking. Definitely. Um, and what was the, yours? What was yours? I bet it was T dash S A something something something. I had a couple. One, Travis Unbound. Yeah. Because. Play on Prometheus Unbound, I guess. I don't know. Uh, and uh, another one was <laughs> was uh, <laughs> Weird Spiff was one that I used a lot. Okay. Yeah. 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 I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so here it is. Finally, the father will say if we're if we started with great great grandfather, we're okay. up to father, which is uh, ICQ. Uh, which was an Israeli company, and then AOL bought it, and they turned it into AIM. Okay. And this was like multi-user chat, file transfers, searchable directory, like all this kind of stuff that, you know, we thought was like the tip-top of technology at the time. At the time it was. Right, because that was the thing. There was a time, folks, younger folks may not remember this. Buddy list, that's what it was called. The buddy list. And there was a time where 
TV shows, I specifically remember watching on Nickelodeon, who I think were like way either owned by like AOL Time Warner or something along those lines. But they would put at the end of the show, like the search terms Mm -hmm. that you would search on AOL to find out more information instead of like a website, right? Right. It was like, just search blah, blah, blah on AOL for more information, Right. right? And that was like the way that they were telling you like, to find out about it. It was very integrated into like daily life at that point. So this is where we start getting, creating user profiles. Uh-huh. Away uh, messages. Yep, away messages. Oh, boy. Icons that, that began to evolve into emojis. Uh-huh. Um, and by 2005, it was dominating the game. It had over 53 million users. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. And we're going to talk more about group chats and keep going and then do some questions. But first, how about a thank you note for our sponsors? This week, we were going to write a thank you note to, in part, Function of Beauty. I have many goals. Uh, I've already accomplished most of them. Mm -hmm. If I'm being honest Mm -hmm. at this point, uh, I'm the world's fastest person. Um, you got that EGOT? I got that EGOT twice. I got two. I got EGOT, EGOT. Um, but the one that I'm constantly, that unattainable, I'm always reaching for is beauty goals, right? <laughs> Specifically hair goals. Hashtag hair goals. Because it's always the next step, right? That wasn't until I found Function of Beauty. <laughs> and now I've completed that goal too. Because Function of Beauty is the world leader in customizable beauty, offering precise formulations for your hair specific needs first. Take a quick but thorough quiz to tell them a little bit about your hair type and your hair goals, such as length and volumized oil control. For me, uh, the the color treatment is part of it. I want to make sure I don't wash out uh, my hair dye and that thing. Um, and every ingredient Function of Beauty uses is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. You can also go completely silicon-free. Never buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash to take your quiz and save 20% off your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash to let them know we sent you and to get 20% off your order. Functionofbeauty.com slash schmanners. Schmanners is also sponsored in part this week by Sunbasket. Um, there are so many choices at Sunbasket. You can go paleo, vegetarian, lean and clean, Mediterranean, all of that jazz is all covered. And here's the newest thing. The, <gasps> the newest, newest thing. The newest craze. The newest, coolest, latest thing. Go on. Sunbasket's fresh and ready meals. What? They're just $8.99. And they're good for your body, good for your budget. Okay. I mean, food is great for your body. Yeah, food's good for your body, and not spending a ton is great for your budget. Okay, I, exactly. it makes sense now. Exactly. Now, you could get some uh, organic fresh produce if you want, hormone-free, antibiotic-free, sustainably sourced seafood. There are tons of choices in these meals, and here are just some of the delicious fresh and ready options available. Braised beef curry with jasmine rice, shrimp paella, uh, parpadel with spinach. I mean, like... All kinds of stuff. All kinds of really great, mm, delicious, hungry uh, stuff. So... I'm not hungry. I ate a donut right before we recorded. A donut? Yeah, I know. It's 3.45 in the afternoon. (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me. Right now, Sunbasket has a limited time offer where you can get $90 off and... 
four free gifts across your first four deliveries, including free shipping on the first box when you go right now to sunbasket.com slash schmanners and enter promo code schmanners at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash schmanners and enter the promo code schmanners at checkout. This offer expires on 413. Hi, I'm Joe Firestone. And I'm Manolo Moreno. And we host After Game Show, a podcast where listeners submit games and we play them regardless of quality with a dozen listeners from around the world. We've had folks call in from as far as Sweden, South Africa, and the Philippines. Here's an example. Uh, Yesterdog, where players must sing a Beatles song but throw in the word dog and dog-related terms. Like, do you have an example, Manolo? Yeah. Hey, dog. Dog, 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 bone. Oh, okay. Dr. Game Show has new episodes every other Wednesday on Maximum Fun. Check us out. Check us out. Nice. Okay, well, when last we left off, AOL IM was at the top of the game, mm-hmm. and I assume they stayed there forever. No, everybody had to get on this bandwagon. You've got, in 1998, Yahoo launched Yahoo Messenger. Oh, right, right, right. And then Microsoft had MSN Messenger, later rebranded Windows Live Messenger. Sure. Um, and then, so like... and. We're just getting started. In 2000, uh, Jabber hit the scene. Oh, boy. Okay. And now you could go for, uh, here's the thing, 2002, iChat for Mac. And then they launched an app compatible to AIM in 2011, iMessage. So now a user could send unlimited messages to almost any Apple product. Okay, see, yeah, I'm I'm remembering this because most of those nobody did. <laughs> like, I, I only remember them in, like, reference, right? But, like, the thing is, is I, there was that gap, right, between mm-hmm. AOL, IM, and smartphones. Yes. Right? So, like, there, it, I think that AOL, IM would probably still be what it was then, if the if that had come out more like you know what i mean like i think twitter is what it is now mm-hmm. because twitter started as smartphones were like becoming a thing sure so they they kind of grew together and it became that thing right where i think AOL IM was just about a decade too early yeah and kind of missed that window uh speaking about missing the window uh myspace yeah. Then offered an instant messaging and group chat capability. Um, Skype has a group chat capability. Obviously, Facebook Messenger, um, Facebook Chat. You can do WhatsApp. All of these things. Even now, Twitter. You have DMs and you can yep. DM groups. I mean, you can extend that to like Slack. You can extend that to like Discord. Now, you know what I mean. So, as of 2018, 45 percent of Americans said that they were actively engaged in a group text, which they responded to at least once a week. And that was 2018. Right. We're in 2021 one now a year into coronavirus pandemic you know that number is higher right you know that that ability to communicate with each other uh without meeting in person in a group setting 
uh, without having to get dressed, right? That exactly. You know that number is higher. <laughs> and like a lot of things we talk about on Schmanners, the pendulum swings both ways. So, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Of course, plenty of people started criticizing the new slang and text language, saying it was uh, an affront to the English language. Um, Which is BS because the English right. language is, one, ever-evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not a, a set-in-stone thing. And two, it, it what you're talking about is like the words we used to use. And there are lots of words we used to use that are horrible and should not be used anymore. Certainly. So to act like your language was better because it was older is wrong. Right. Um, and again, the idea of like, who are your children talking to? That was one of the big things in my house, my parents' house. Um, you know, in the early 2000s, there were popularity of shows like To Catch a Predator, mm-hmm. right? Um, internet safety has gotten a little better since then. But, you know, there's a lot. There are just as many downsides to instant messaging. Um, you know, the I, internet in general creates this anonymity. Yes, that, that is true. That's yeah. the thing. You can be whoever you want to be online. And if you can do a image search, you can put anybody's image on your profile picture. Like, you know, we have we have this kind of unspoken trust of people when we meet them online that... Maybe you do. Well, I mean... I don't. What I'm saying is... We hope that everyone enters into the contract of this is a real person. But, you know, catfishing is also something that people do. That is true. And to catch a predator was like the whole thing, like setting up a fake profile, right? Yeah, but I I think, okay, I'm not going to downplay that because like people use the internet to prey on people for sure, right? Um, But I also think that there's a lot of, uh, the same thing that we see, like we've talked before about how mm-hmm. people point to like smartphones of like, well, now people don't talk anymore. It's like, well, yeah, but you can find pictures of everybody looking at a newspaper on a train and not talking to each other. Exactly. It's like the internet did not create predators. It just gave a new outlet. Mm-hmm. And I think that anytime that there is a new technology or a new something, right, security is always behind it right we create the thing and then we have to figure out how to make it safe look at cars look at power tools look at anything right we create the thing first and then when it's put into the hands of people only then do we realize how dangerous it is and we have to go back and make the thing safe yes so it's not like before the internet children were safe Mm -hmm. and then the internet came along and oh now now everyone's in danger and i think one of the things that kind of made that especially scary for the internet is Technology can often be harder for people, especially something that is like so computer based, harder for previous generations that were not raised using it to understand. Yeah. And like, man, seeing that now, especially both BB and Dot are so good at using phones. <laughs> like, Dot can swipe through. She hasn't been able to open my phone from lock screen. I don't know how. I don't know how. How is she to, doing that? Because she's just a prime lead hacker. I don't know. <laughs> but like, I get why. It is scary, like for parents in like ninety eight, two thousand five, like that area, right? To to be so scared, but I think also a lot of it is like people got so scared they just didn't engage with it, mm-hmm. um, and that makes it extra scary. Um, so that's yeah, just I mean, my little rant about the internet. Yeah. But I wanted to talk a little bit about how the pandemic has affected group chatting. Um, there are two sides of this coin, you know, like we said, the pendulum swings. 
The first one being that some some people are uh, in an interview in the Washington Post. Um, there was an article. Sorry, the interview was about the mental health of people who are using the group chats. And, you know, on one hand, it's a great way to stay connected. Um, on another hand, there are so many people using so many different, like, chatting apps. You've got, like, you and me on text and then somebody else in a Facebook messenger group and then the Slack channel and then, like, there's just so many notifications coming all the time. And being constantly technically available is something that people are struggling with. Um, I mean, even if your boss has your phone number, right, they can text you after work hours. Well, yeah, being too available, but also like the, I would say the other side of that, too, that we see a lot is the frustration that comes when someone isn't immediately available. Right. And it's like, I called you three times. Like, yeah, in five minutes. Yeah, I was like, in the shower. Yeah, my phone was on the counter. I was upstairs. Like, yeah. calm down, Doug. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're always encountering these things. Do but, you know what I will be interested oh, to see in the long run? Sure. The impact of texting in the long run on the English language and not in like the changing of like, you know, LOL and that kind of thing. But one of the things with written, right, is you lose uh, inflection, right? Yeah, you lose totally. delivery, right? And so I wonder how as more and more people have adopted written, like, you know, typed out text. And we've had to adapt the way that we talk so it's clearer what we're saying yes. without that inflection, how that is like subtly changing, like just construction of sentences, word choice, grammar, that kind of thing, because we're striving to be better understood like on the screen rather than spoken out loud. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Right. I just think that that is going to like have an effect on totally. the way we choose words, you know, in our communication. Mm -hmm. And another another side of all of that, of, you know, constantly available, so many different chat apps, all that kind of stuff, is that um, people working from home now who used to work in offices are kind of like driving this like multi-platform chatting. Oh, yeah. Because there used to be like an office chatter, like a low kind of hum throughout an office that if you're in your one-bedroom apartment doesn't happen anymore. I mean, even if you're in a six-bedroom apartment, if you're the only person in there. <laughs> I guess that's I don't, true. It doesn't matter how many bedrooms you have. If it's empty, it's empty. That is why, like, I we use Slack, um, you know, for McElroy stuff. Mm -hmm. And being able to just pop in and be like, you see this? <laughs> Look at this wild TikTok, right? It's right. like, that is, I think, an important, that's a thing that people need. I think that ability to say, like, Hey, this isn't business related at all, but look at this monkey hugging this puppy. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get down to it. Oh, I thought Chattiket. Okay. Chattiket. Okay. Um, here are a few things that I would like to enter into your chat lexicon. Okay. What uh this is one that Maeve asked directly in her email. If you're put into a group chat, you don't know people too well, are you allowed? To swear? Short answer is probably not. Um, if you don't know those people very well in your group, you don't know. I mean, like, if you're just put into that group chat, you don't have the flavor yet, the feel in the chat room, right? Um, and it's never a bad idea to ask if you could use colorful language in a chat. Yeah, especially I think if it's, if it's, 
for lack of a better word, professional, but mm -hmm. that could be school, that could be right. whatever. I think that if it is a friend thing and your friend was like, hey, I want you to meet these people, right? right? Um, because I think people are meeting more and more through chat things, right, mm -hmm. instead of in person. I think at that point, you know, be your best behavior self. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Like, you're like getting to know yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't don't censor yourself so much that it's not you anymore. Right. But you know, make a good impression. Um, so another good point is to uh if you have a side conversation that is quickly developing into just like a a two person convo, take it to your text instead of the group chat. Um, because it's a little disheartening to look at your phone and see that you've got like 30 notifications and it doesn't apply to you at all. Yeah. That, there was a question from Jillian. Uh, is it okay to make a separate smaller group chat with people from the original or is that rude? I think in that scenario or if it's something that like, say there's 10 people in the chat mm -hmm. and this is something that only pertains to four people. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, go for it. Right now, don't do it to exclude people. Right. Right? Because then all, I, I would always assume, right, the rule of thumb is if one of the people from the original conversation saw this other conversation, would they be upset, right? And frankly, if you all had to make plans because you were dropping garbage off of the dump together or whatever, it's like, <laughs> yeah, please don't include me in this. And quality over quantity, just because you can put like 25 people in an iMessage or whatever group chat doesn't mean that you should. That is a good rule in general uh, when you are creating, be it a uh, in-person hangout or an online chat thing, is it is easier to add people later. Right than to try to remove people who aren't fitting in. And I, I, I'm I, the type of person that I want to invite as many people to party as possible, uh, mostly because I feel bad not inviting people. I want them, I want everybody to feel like they are welcome somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, but like that doesn't always make sense for something like this where it is about like we are connected through this thing so we're having a chat about it. Like right. I said, my the group chat that I use the most is me and two other people, mm -hmm. right? Because it's like the three of us are the ones mostly planning and adding people to it would inherently change the like conversation. Here's a, here's another couple ones. If you're starting a professional group chat or even like a large family group chat where people might not know each other, it is the host, the starter of the group chat, the one who puts it together, to explain what it's for and to invite everyone to say their names so that you can put the name in with the number that you're receiving. Uh, so you, you're not just getting uh, what feels like a bunch of random people talking and not being able to figure out who said what. You should also, if you are the host and putting it together... Ask if people are okay being in a group chat because, as you said, it will put their phone number in that group chat if you're mm -hmm. doing it through, you know, through a phone, through a phone number. And not everybody wants to share their phone number around. Exactly. Um, be mindful of the time that you text people in yes. the chat. Uh, we have several friends on the West Coast and we are Eastern Standard Time right now that we try not to contact before noon our time because that's 9 a.m. their time. Uh, I have a question here that I, I want to get your take on. Okay. Harrison asks, if you come into a chat with something to share and announce, but someone just posted something equally or more important a few minutes ago, should I wait to post my thing until later? I would say you can wait until everyone has offered their, like, attaboys, their congratulations, all that whatever it is, 
or um, their condolences or, or whoever, yeah. whatever it is. Wait for everyone to respond to that piece of news first and then add your piece of news. I mean, also read the room. You know, if it is a condolence scenario, you don't want to roll over and be like, yeah, that, oh, I'm so sorry. Also, I bought a new car, right? right? Like that is not the right time to do it. I think, you know, make sure you do acknowledge their thing um, and, you know, don't try too hard to make it seem like you're not one-upping them, right? Like, you don't want to be like, well, now I feel weird doing this, but, mm -hmm. right? Just, like, say it. That's why you have the group chat to share right. the thing. Um, let's see. Okay, so I got kind of two here that okay. tie into each other. Kristen asks, is it possible to send too many gifts in the chat? And then Rue Barbara asks, how do you politely ask someone to chill on the memes, <laughs> gifts, jokes? Okay. Um, well, so what usually happens is... One person sends a GIF, and then everybody responds in a GIF. And then that train has left. Right. Okay? Then we go back to talking. So if someone only responds <laughs> only responds in GIF, I think that it's okay that you can, like, point that out and be, like, only responding in GIFs now, I see, or something like that. Yeah. So that you can you make it more like... We all take our turn kind of thing. Well, and, and the thing is, is as we talked about earlier about the loss of inflection and stuff and delivery, you need to make sure you don't know. I mean, for them, maybe they think it's a bit, you know, maybe they're, sure, they're yeah. like think it's part of the joke and they don't realize that it's getting a little bit annoying. That's me all the time. You know what I mean? Where I think that that is the bit. I think that that is the game. Um, so I would say if you want to reach out to if, if you want to say like, hey, cool it. I would do that separately and privately, right? Oh, yes, of course. You, you don't, because, I mean, inherently in a group chat, it's in front of other people if you call them out, right? So being able to say, like, hey, I think there's enough gifts for now. Yeah. Right? Follow the rule of congratulate in public, uh, critique in private. Yeah. Um, let's see. If you're in a group chat for something, this is from Kayla, if you're in a group chat for something professional, uh, when is the right time to leave when you are no longer doing that job? Oh, um. Say, okay, so say you have a specific committee for a specific project. When the project is completed, you say your goodbyes. Yeah. Hey, everybody, think, if you're like doing it, you know, you're it's a work chat and you quit or get fired, say like, hey, it's been so wonderful talking to everybody. Have a great time. Talk to you later. And then leave the chat. Right. right? Yeah, I would say like when the thing comes to a close. <laughs> it's logical conclusion. Right. But it, I do think it is important to say goodbye. Yes. And well, not just leave. We got one more here from Olive about that. Olive asks, is it rude to leave a group chat without saying goodbye if you haven't talked in there for a bit? Specifically, if it's people you don't know that well. People have told me it's rude, but I don't get it. Um. I think that there is a statute of limitations on this. If you haven't talked in, say, a week, and it's it seems clear that you are no longer a part of the conversation, I think it's okay to just leave. That second part, I think, is the tricky thing of, like, I think that there are very definite scenarios in which you might not have talked for a week, but you are still part of the conversation. Okay. Right? So if it's, like, for planning a thing or a group of friends and they like having you there, and you haven't talked for a while, and you think, it doesn't matter, I haven't said anything in a while, but they wanted you, you know what I mean? Like, you feel like part of the group chat and you're leaving, I would still say goodbye. You know what I okay. mean? Like, that to me is why I would say goodbye in that scenario is- So it's more about the relationship, I think. Exactly, yeah. right. I would have to say that, like, there have been several, like, 
for example, I hardly ever check my Facebook Messenger. And if I get added to a group chat on Facebook Messenger, I don't feel bad just like leaving. Yeah. But I do think that if it's a smaller group or if it's like I iMessage or whatever, you can you can say I I can't handle all these notifications. I'm out. But leave like, okay, if you and your SO are on the same chat, say, I'm out, but Travis is going to stay in. So right. we'll still get the info. Or, you know, at the very least, just something like, hey, folks, got to leave the group chat. Thanks so much. Bye. Right? I don't think you need to explain why. I don't think you need to do any of that. But, like, at least that way, no one can say you're being rude. Speaking of not being rude, we're going to say goodbye now. Because that is going to be the end of our episode. We want to thank you all so much for being here, for joining us. We want to thank Max Fun, our podcasting home. Uh, go check out MacRoyMerch.com. We have some really cool uh, new merchandise over there for April, uh, including a farm wisdom pin from old uh, my brother, my brother and me. And that's our pin of the month. And it benefits the AAPI Civic Engagement Fund, which supports efforts by local community-based organizations to combat violence and hate. We've also got a new Adventure Zone shirt over there in black and tie-dye, uh, so go check that out. Speaking of the Adventure Zone, you can pre-order the Adventure Zone Crystal Kingdom. Uh, it comes out July 13th, but pre-order it now at theadventurezonecomic.com. Go check out all the other McRoy shows and projects at McRoy.family. What else, Teresa? We always thank Brent, Bruntalfloss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. We also thank Kayla M. Wassel for our Twitter thumbnail art. And that's where we got all of our great uh, questions. Listeners submitted questions this week. That is at SchmannersCast. Um, thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover of our fan run Facebook group. Schmanners Fanners. Go ahead and join that group if you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans. And that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Schmanners Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.